Let's sing. I love to sing. And um, when we're singing, I like to sit by myself because I can't sing. Can everybody hear me okay? Everybody hear me over in this area? Better? Good. So every Sunday morning, I kind of sit on the front row or under the tent over here by myself, and I sing as loud as I can. This morning, the Ball brothers all came up to stand next to me, and they're all harmonizing and making up their own words, humming, making all these noises that sounded really good, and there I was. I didn't sing this morning. All right, Psalm 128. The kids are all with us today, I hope. If not, they're running through the church unchaperoned, and uh, we'll send you the cleaning bill, parents, for that. No, the kids are with us, and we did this on purpose um, because all of our nursery workers quit. Uh, no, we didn't do that for that reason. We did this on purpose. We wanted this to be a family day, and um, I know I know, you say it's hot, and there's kids out, and there may be some babies, and parents, you're fine. You're fine. I would just want our church to be together as a family. So often we come to church and mom goes one way, dad goes another way, the kids go another way, the teens go another way, and we take separate cars and we get so busy. And today I just wanted our church family to come together and just be a family and a church family together today. And so if your kids are making a little bit of noise, don't worry about it. I I want them all to be here to enjoy this memory and um, enjoy this special day. I'm going to preach a, a message on the family today. And how many of you enjoy your family? You enjoy your family. How many of you, if you've had to choose, you'd pick a different family? Anybody like that today? A couple of you? No, God's given us a family. And God, the family is an institution ordained by God. And the family in every family, there's human needs that you have. A family isn't there just because you're roommates in a home and when you get to be 18, everybody goes their separate ways. A family has special needs and special uh, desires and God has placed a family together on purpose to help meet those needs. I want you to go with me to Psalm 128. Psalm 128, verse number one. We're gonna begin reading and we're gonna read down through these few verses. My goal is not to be long today. I normally don't reach my goals, but I hope today we do. Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walketh in his ways. For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands. Happy shalt thou be, and it shall be well with thee. Thy wife shall be as fruitful vine by the sides of thine house. Thy children like the olive plants round about thy table. Behold, that thus shall the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. The Lord shall bless thee out of Zion, and thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem in all the days of thy life. Yea, thou shalt see thy children's children in peace upon Israel. God created the family to satisfy our deepest longings. Uh, they he created the family to satisfy our hearts desires and and to give us give us a, a, a family together to to give us love to, so we could receive love to to propagate the human race you know one of the wonderful things about family ought to be that we find love another wonderful thing about family is we continue to to have children and grandchildren and God said to Adam and to Eve be fruitful and multiply and and replenish the earth so it's also there to provide a safe, a secure environment that will nurture, that will teach, and that will love our children. Now hear me today, church. The family is important to God. Would you say amen to that? The family is important to God. And the family is under attack today. The family is under attack. The, the, the home, the makeup, the godly makeup of a home, the biblical makeup of a home is under attack today. And, and, and maybe you say, no, we have a, a biblical makeup of a home. We have a mom, we have a dad, we, 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 we are Christians, we bring our families to church. I still believe this, you could have a mom, you could have a dad, you could have children in your home, but just because you have a mom and dad and children doesn't mean that you're gonna have a biblical home that God desires. 
sometimes if we're not careful, we get too busy. How many of you have ever been too busy in your life? Been too busy? I know I have. Today I want us to look at this. The Bible shows us here in this passage of Scripture. In verse 1 and 2, we see the ingredients here for a home. We see a godly husband. In verse number 3, we see a, a faithful wife. In verse number three, we also see happy and productive children. And this is a home. And there's a purpose for this home. This is often made fun. The, the, the home should often be a, be a place there is fun and laughter in the home. This is a home that, that uh, uh, is what God desires. And, and hear me today, it's often mocked. When you have a home that's living a, a godly ha a life, you've got a mom, a dad, you've got children that are seeking to please the Lord, seeking to live for the Lord. In society today, many a times, that type of home is mocked. That type of home is made fun of. Society doesn't look at the Christian home and, and often say we want to model the Christian home. Unfortunately, society today has said we don't want what God has given us. We don't want what the Bible tells us is healthy. We want to choose the home that we want for ourselves. And they're doing everything they can with a humanistic mindset, everything they can with, with pride and everything they can with selfishness to try to accomplish happiness and joy. But listen to me today, if you try to find joy and happiness outside of God's plan for your home, you'll never truly find it. It's not there. God desires for every man to have one wife. God desires every wife to have a husband. And if you try to seek happiness outside of the, the mate that God has given to you, you're not going to find true joy in happiness. The world tries. And so, today I want us to look at this thought of the home. I want us to hear children laughing, and I want us to hear on purpose children playing. I want you to think about your grandchildren, your children. One of the Ball brothers here this morning was showing me a picture of his family, his son. How old's your son? 18? His son is 18. His son is at boot camp. And I know how special Sundays are. And if your children or if you are ever in the military, you know they get into a certain phase of boot camp and they're allowed to use their phone on Sundays. I remember that so well several years ago with my son because my wife could care less of what I was going to preach. She could care less of what was going on on Sunday because that was the day, had no idea what time, but that was the day Jacob was going to call. And so I'd say, what, that, what, how was the message today? She'd say, I have no idea. I was waiting for Jacob to call. I remember I was just looking at the picture of his son before church today and I just recalled those memories of my own children, my own son in my life. And family is special. Your home should be a fun, safe, enjoyable place. Mark that down. Your home should be a fun, a safe, and enjoyable place. Your home, a Christian home, should be the closest thing to heaven on earth. Your home. Look with me in Psalm 126, just a page or so over in verse number two. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord hath done great things for them. The heathen, those that didn't know the Lord, ought to be looking at the joy, the laughter, the fun that's taking place in your home. And they, they then say, the Lord's done a great thing for them. A Christian home should have something in it, should, should possess something where those that don't know the Lord say there's something different. There's something blessed about that home. Our neighbors should see the laughter. Our neighbors should see the joy that takes place in the Christian home. And they should say, as the psalmist said, the Lord is good. Does that describe our homes today? You know, laughter is a gift from God. How many of you enjoy laughing? 
I, I know I do. Sometimes I enjoy it probably a little bit too much. I love to laugh. I love to be around people that laugh. Last Sunday, my son was leading. And as I said, I know nothing about music. And so I just felt the song was just dragging a little bit. And so I thought to myself, we'll just get up there and sing that song a little bit faster. How many of you remember that? If you know music, they tell me you can't sing that song any faster. It is what it is, you know? And, and so when I got up and I said, we're going to sing that song a little bit faster, we started singing it again and it didn't change. And I thought to myself, that kid's rebelling in front of the entire church. And so I reached over to play his guitar a little bit faster. And when I got home, they said, you can't sing that faster, Dad. You don't know music. You can barely preach well, but just stick with that and let me handle the music. We need laughter in our homes. Hear me today. We need to learn to have fun in our homes. I, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preach today a message really from my heart, and I want you to hear this, please, today, because many of us need to have fun in our homes. When I say fun in our homes, I don't mean silliness. I don't mean, I don't mean to the place where we're not taking the things of God serious. But today, hear me, please, parents. Hear me, husbands. Hear me, wives. Hear me, grandparents. You can have a godly home that's pleasing to the Lord and still have laughter. You, you can be married for 30, 40, 50 years and still enjoy and laugh with your partner. You can raise children. I, I've got children. Um, uh, I've got three teenage girls in my home. Well, I guess one of them's already graduated, so I've got an adult lady in her home and my wife and two other teenage girls and, and I've got a 10-year-old going on 30 in my home right now. And, and even when you're raising teenage girls, you can have joy in your home. You can laugh. You can have fun. You, you, you can have a home that, that is filled with laughter and you should desire that. We need to learn to have fun in the home. I believe this church, we need to learn to have fun in church. Nobody wants to come to a place where nobody's happy about what they're supposed to be happy about. I mean, who wants to come to a church where everyone is just sitting there? Scowling fighting, upset. No, when we're talking about godliness, when we're talking about the word of God, when we're talking about a Christian life, there ought to be joy. I enjoy being around happy people. This morning, I want you to know this, though humor should never be used to avoid facing issues. Sometimes People use humor so they don't have to face major issues. I'm not saying in our home that we shouldn't have serious conversations. We need to. And we shouldn't use humor to avoid dealing with serious conversations. Humor should never be used as a weapon to hurt someone. Uh, humor should never be used as a, a weapon to hurt someone in your family. We don't use it as a passive-aggressive way to get our point across. I'm talking about clean, good humor that brings lightness to the heart, laughter to your soul. Humor, it should, be, it should be allowed to flourish as part of the family life. And I want you just in your heart today to ask yourself this, how's my home? Do people want to be around me? Is it a place of joy? Is it a place of laughter? Is it a place where my children enjoy coming or is it a place where everyone tries to avoid? When I say humor or fun, again, I don't mean silly or mindless. I'm not talking about irresponsible. I'm not, say, I'm not talking about failing to do what you should because of carelessness. I'm talking about there's joy and people want to be around each other because there's a place of peace, a place of laughter, 
a place of rest. You see, laughter with a a well-rounded sense of humor, they say this is a hallmark of intelligence. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I read. uh, Laughter with a well-rounded sense of humor is a hallmark of intelligence. And I I like to laugh, and I think I've got a pretty good sense of humor. And so I like that. I think I'm a pretty intelligent person if this is, if this is true. That's what they say, laughter, joy and happiness, games, humor, sitting around meals and a family talking and laughing together, a family engaged in sports together, a family engaged in entertainment together. Listen to me today. Some of those things in its proper place are not wrong they're healthy. They're healthy. This past year, when I was younger in the ministry, I, unfortunately, I got this example from my, from my family, my father growing up. My father never really saw the value of family vacations. He never really took the time to spend with family. He, he was a, he was a workaholic. He would plant churches and he'd work hard. I don't say this to bring shame to my, my, my father at all. I really don't. It's just a fact. And I do my best as a dad now to try to temper that in my own family. But when I was growing up, there would be days after days after days that my father was up before we got up and he would come home after we got to bed and he was working. And he was starting churches and ministering to families, and and he was busy. One thing I could say about my father, he had a wonderful, wonderful work ethic. But one thing I could say about my father is my father worked so hard at times, he was never home. And my dad was in the ministry. He was seeing people, leading people to Jesus. He was working hard to see churches established, and he was doing a, a good thing. But I oftentimes, as I think about that, I think about some of the consequences then that then when I became a a father, a husband, some of those things, unfortunately, in my life as a a parent early in our marriage, I didn't see as important. And And I went several years, even after Jacob was born and Kaylee was born, I went several years and I had the attitude and I would say, we don't need a vacation. We don't need to get away. And I think it was about, uh, I think Michelle was pregnant with maybe Mackenzie. It might have been Lily, I don't remember. But we, someone, someone from our church paid for us to go on a trip to Disney World. And, and if everyone, anyone wants to do that today, we'll take that again. Um, but someone paid for our family and they just said, we, we want you to get away. And they were doing this for us. And I thought, when they first did, I thought, man, this is so kind. They must really love us. And really what happened was they saw that I wasn't giving my family the night a right attention. And so they wanted to be a blessing to us. And they were hoping that I would see that time with your family is extremely valuable. And I remember going there and taking the time. And once we got there, we actually stayed a couple days just a little bit more because we were having so much enjoyable time together. And I saw, unfortunately, it took me so many years, but I saw for the first time how much enjoyable time it was just to take time with your family. One time we took a two-week vacation a few years later. And I'll tell you, going through that first week, it's just like you almost the first couple days, you're excited. Then midweek comes and you think, oh no, vacation's almost over, even though it's only halfway done. But because it's halfway done, you can't start counting the days down. And, and really the vacation's over before the vacation's over because in your mind, I've got to get back. And so we took a two-week vacation. And I remember that first week, it was so relaxing. And I remember getting to the feeling of, all right, sooner or later, I'm going to get that feeling of this is going to be done. And a whole week goes by and I didn't get that feeling. And that next week goes by and the time with our children, the time with my wife was just so refreshing. You see, Jesus knew that we as families needed to have joy and happiness 
in order for our families to be healthy. The Bible tells us this, there's a time to weep and there's a time to laugh. You mark down Ecclesiastes 3, verse 4, there's a time to weep. Yes, there's a time for us to cry. There's a time for us to be serious. There's a time for us to to work. There's There's a time for us to be diligent about what we're doing. But the Bible also says there is a time for us to laugh. In every single family, mark this down, please, someplace, every single family needs leisure time. Every family. And you're not unspiritual. You're not not right with the Lord. You're not unbiblical when you put a priority on spending time with your family. Today, I want us to do this. I want us to throw away excuses. I want us to take time with our kids. Parents, I want us to take time with our children. Spouses, I want you to take time, priority prioritize time with your spouse. How many of you, you've raised children, you can say this, you blinked and now they're adults. How many of you with young children say, I'd like to blink and have them grow up a little bit faster. (laughs) I remember so often people would say this to me, oh, enjoy them when you're young because they're going to grow up so fast. And I think to myself, they're not growing up fast. And I I look back now and I think to myself, they are growing up fast. They're getting older. This past week, my second started college. And so I said to her this, I said, I wanna wanna do something with you for school, so I'm gonna take you to school on Thursday. I'm gonna drive you to college. She's going to Bowling Green State University. So I'm gonna drive you down there and I'm I'm gonna buy you a cup of coffee and I'm gonna get you breakfast and and I'm going to drop you off. And she said, that sounds good, Dad, but, but how am I going to get home? And I said, no problem. I'm going to come down when you're all finished. I'm going to get you lunch, and we're going to enjoy the day together. And she thought this was great. Now, what I was really doing is scoping out the guys that were in her class. I wanted to be sure I knew who was going to. But no, I really, I just wanted to spend time with her. Why? Because things and time go so quickly. You can be happy. And you can be a Christian. Christians aren't supposed to be the most miserable people in the world. You can be happy. You can be a Christian. We need to be serious about the things that broke the heart of Jesus. We need to be serious about sin. We need to be serious about serving the Lord. We need to be serious about being a light and being salt in this this world. We need to be serious about heaven. We need to be serious about hell. We need to be serious about salvation and living for the Lord. We need to be serious about those things, church. But we need to enjoy the things that Jesus gave you to enjoy. And so bear with me this morning. That was all introduction. I want to get right into the Word of God here. Psalm 128. And I want to give you three things here today. Number one is this. Your family ought to refresh you. Your family ought to refresh you. Would you mark that down? Verse number two, look with me if you would, please. In Psalm 128, verse number two, for thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands. Happy shalt thou be, and it shall be well with thee. Happy shalt thou be. Your family should be refreshing. Work is necessary, but work is not everything. Work is important, but work is not everything. If working and being diligent in that field is keeping you away from your family, hear me today, church, it's not healthy. Go with me, if you would, just a page over to one Psalm 127, verse number 2. Psalm 127, verse number two, the Bible says, it is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. 
It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. Don't be so busy making a living you forget how to live. Don't be so busy making a living trying to leave something for your family and inheritance that you stop living with your family. Somebody say amen to that. I'm trying to help us today, church. Because Satan is going to do everything he can to destroy your home. And the homes that are destroyed leads to churches that are destroyed. Life is passing you by. Don't fail to have a life with your family. Don't fail to have a life with your children. Don't fail to have a life with your spouse. So often I hear this so often, way too often, people that are married for long periods of time, they're busy raising their children. They're busy with their careers. They're busy with their hobbies. They're busy with their life. And, and 30, 40 years go by in this marriage and everything seems good. And all of a sudden the children are grown and the, the hobbies are done and the, the work is retired and, and they're, they're at a place in their life and they look at each other and they say, who are you? And it can't be that way. Hear me today. We don't wait till we're retired to enjoy our families. We don't wait till we're finished working to enjoy our spouse and our marriage. Today is the day for you to enjoy the things that God has blessed you with. Today is the day, parents, to enjoy your children. They're only young once. I'll say this to Michelle so often. I'll see pictures of our children and, and parents, you know this is true. You say, I'd give anything to go back when my children were young to enjoy that time with them, to enjoy that, that moment with them, to, to make those memories with them. And when you fail to do that, you can't get those times back. Life is passing. You don't fail to have a life with your family Family ought to refresh you. Time with your family ought to refresh you. For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands. Happy shalt thou be. And it shall be well with thee. Life can't be grim. And listen to me today. There's joy in serving Jesus. As a dad, I've made a lot of mistakes. I wish I could stand up here today and tell you every decision I've ever made is a perfect decision. Every decision I've ever made, ever made is the right decision, but it's not. But I remember when my son was at AIT down in, in um, uh, uh, San Antonio, he had, he had gone 17, he'd gone to boot camp between his junior and senior year. He graduated high school went to San Antonio with training to be a, a combat medic. And my wife and I would go and we would visit him while he was able to have visitors that, during that time. And the last time that we visited him, I had this conversation with him. I said, son, when you come back to Monclova, when you come back home, where are you going to attend church? Because now he was old enough to make his decision. And, 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 and to be honest with you, I was hoping he was going to say, dad, what do you even ask me that question for? But there was a part of me that said, Dad, now that I can make my own decision, I think I'm going to go and try some other church or go to a different place. And, and, and when I was sitting there, it was at a Cracker Barrel down there in San Antonio, and my wife was sitting next to me, and he was sitting across the table, and, and I'm looking at him, and I'm so proud of him, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of cringing, thinking, I hope, I hope he answers it the way I hope he does. And he looked at me, and he said, Dad, why wouldn't I go to church with you? I said, son, I just want to make sure that I, that, that I can be your pastor. I know, I know you've had to come to church growing up, but now that you have that decision, I want you to know that no matter what decision you make, I'm going to support you. And he says, dad, when I get home, I'm going back to church. And he's come back and the Lord's been able to use him to, to lead us in worship and and I'll tell you, there's nothing like serving the Lord with your family. A few months ago, my daughter turned 18, my second, and I was driving in the car with her, and I had the same conversation with her. And I said, Kaylee, you're 18, you've graduated high school. I just want you to know that 
you know, even though you're living at home still, you still, I want you to decide where you believe that you could be spiritually challenged and spiritually helped and you get involved. I want you to be a, 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 a thriving member in your church, wherever that would be. And I just want you to know that wherever you choose, I just want it to be where God wants you. And I want, I want you to know that I'll support you. And she looked at me. I'll never forget. She looked at me. She says, dad, why do you even ask? I love our church. I love our family. I love serving the Lord with the people I get to serve. I love teaching Sunday school and singing with those that I sing with and, and, and ministering to those that I can minister. Dad, I, I love, and I'll tell you, it was so refreshing. It's so refreshing. Family ought to be refreshing. I want you to see with me number, number two in verse number two. For thou shalt eat of the labor of thy hands. Happy shalt thou be, and it shall be, what's the Bible say? well with thee. Hear me today, laughter and fun with your family, it repairs you. It repairs you. Listen, we live in a very broken world. We live in a world where it seems like everyone is out to get something. There's trials, there's burdens, it's difficult. The things that we face, the things that we have to deal with, it's, it's, it's heartache. But when a family, a Christian family comes together, when there's laughter and there's joy, it repairs us. The Bible says, it shall be well with thee. In Psalm 17, verse number 22, the Bible says, um, I, um, a merry heart doth, doth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. A merry heart doth good like medicine. Oh, listen to me. A family there where there's joy, a family where there's laughter, a family where there's fun, a family where they enjoy being around each other. That's a merry heart. It's like medicine. It, it heals a broken heart. It repairs a broken soul. Oh, listen to me. Husbands and, and moms and dads and children, when a Christian home, when they come together, it ought to repair what the world tried to break. Do you hear me today? It ought to repair. It ought not contribute to a broken world. It ought to fix what the world tries to destroy. Don't allow your grim, broken spirit to break your family. In Proverbs 12, 25, the Bible says, heaviness in the heart of a man maketh it stoop, but a good word maketh it glad. Learn how to give good words in your home. Learn how to give good words to your spouse. Learn how to give good words to your children. Speak kind things, speak loving things, speak words that build up, speak words that repair, speak words that edify, speak words that encourage. Your home ought to be a place where those that live there constantly receive and get repaired. Go with me if you would please. Proverbs 15. I'm almost done. Say with me. Proverbs 15, verse number 13. Proverbs 15, 13. A merry heart maketh a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow of the heart, the spirit is broken. The heart of him that understandeth seeketh knowledge, but the mouth of fools feedeth on foolishness. All the days of the afflicted are evil, but he that is of a merry heart hath a continual feast. He that is of a merry heart hath a continual feast. Now, church, I'm going to get personal with us today. There's too much stress in our homes today. Somebody say amen to that. I know it's hot, but don't miss this, please. Matter of fact, put, look at the person next to you and say, wake up. You need to hear this. Go ahead. Tell them, wake up. If they don't wake up, pinch them and say, you needed that. Listen to me today. There's too much stress today in our homes. We're coming together in homes, in Christian homes, and there's so much stress that there's fighting. There's tension. There's so much stress. There's high blood pressure. There's ulcers. There's headaches. There's strokes that are all caused by this stress. 
my doctor tells me this, our emotions control our physical body. Stress, stress can hurt you physically. Our emotions control our physical body. And hear me today, laughter has a way of relaxing tensions. When you raise children, I'm saying today, be firm, be fair, and be fun. Parents, be firm, be fair, but be fun. If you want to raise well-balanced children, be firm, be fair, and be fun. And then thirdly, I want you to see this with me in verses 4 through 6. If you'll go back to Psalm 128, verse 4 through 6. Behold, that thus shall the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. The Lord shall bless thee out of Zion, and thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of thy life. Family fun, family laughter, family joy will linger. How many of you have a memory in your family that you'll never forget? A great memory, a fun memory, something enjoyable in your home that you will never forget. How many of you are like that? How many of you growing up, your childhood, something enjoyable happened and you'll never forget that joy? You know why? Because fun, laughter, the Bible tells us here, it lingers. It continues. We are building a museum of memories what are your memories full of? What are you building in the lives of your family? What are you building in the life of your marriage? Memories should bring a sense of security, a place of belonging to each person in your family. The memories that are made should cause them to find security, find health, find repair, and offer them a place to belong. Every child, if they look out into this world, they might not find a place, they might not feel like they fit, but every child ought to know that in my home, I belong. In my home, I'm fit. I fit, and in my home, I am secure. I want, you, I want to ask you this question. What do you remember about your home? You see, family fun, the Bible tells us here, it goes on and on and on. It, it ought to be celebrated. It ought to follow you into future generations. Today, Jesus came to give you life, the Bible says, and give it more abundant. And I want to call all families today to a family of laughter, a family of joy, a family of fun. I want to call everyone here in our church today to a church of laughter, a church of joy, a church of fun. You say, why did we do all the things that we did this month? You know why? Because I wanted our church to create memories of laughter and joy, laughters of fun. Oh, listen to me, I know the world we're living in. I watched the news this past week as you see people dying, as you see those in our military giving their life, if you, as you hear of, of, of women and children being killed in the Middle East, when you hear of Christians being persecuted, when you hear of death and murder and rage and violence all around us, I realize this, I realize we live in a world that's serious and we need to be serious about it but there's got to be times in our home that we break away from that and we simply enjoy what God has blessed us with I call all of us today to a place of laughter a place of joy and if you're here today and you've never trusted Jesus Christ in your life in order for you to find true joy and true contentment and true laughter, ones I'm speaking of that last, you can only find it first through a relationship with Jesus Christ. So if you're here today and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Savior, I first invite you to Him. I invite you to the one that said, I come to give you life and to give you life more abundant. He came to pay your sin debt on the cross so you could have eternity with the Father. And if you don't know him today, I invite you to know Christ today. Would you bow in prayer with me, church? I know it's hot. 
I know the kids are in here. I know it's a little bit different than normal. But church, I just want you to, for a moment, as we're just praying in our heart right now, the Holy Spirit of God to give us some help and some insight. I want you to see how important family is. I want you to know how important that one that is your husband or the one that is your spouse that's sitting next to you, it's a gift from God. The children that are sitting in your row, the children that you hear playing right now or the babies you hear fussing, they're a gift from God. They're not a distraction. They're not a problem. They're a gift. Your spouse is not there for contention. Your spouse, God gave you as a gift. And healthy, joyful, fun-filled homes make happy, happy, joyful, fun-filled churches. Maybe there's some of you today, you're just too, you're too busy. You're too busy. Maybe there's some today, you're full of too much stress. Your home is a grim home. Your home is a home of contention. Listen to me today. Fix it today. Fix it. Choose today that I'm not going to continue down that path. And maybe you're making good excuses. Well, that's the way I was raised. That's the way that my, my parents taught me. Well, fix it. It's not an excuse. The Bible says, Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord and walketh in his ways. Blessed. For thou shalt eat of the labor of thine hands. Happy shalt thou be, and it shall be well with thee. Are you well? Every so often you go to a doctor for a checkup, and today we've come to the Word of God for a checkup. And I want to ask you this question Are you well? Is there laughter? Is there joy? Thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the sides of thy house. Thy children shall be olive plants round about thy table. Behold, that thus shall be the man be blessed. Be blessed. The Lord shall bless thee out of Zion. Thou shalt see the goodness of Jerusalem all the days of thy life. Yea, thou shalt see thy children's children. And peace upon Israel. Would you stand with me today? We're going to have an invitation, a time for you to respond to the message today. We're going to baptize a few here in just a a moment, but before we do that, I want to ask you this question first. With just if you just remain in an attitude of prayer, I don't want to embarrass anyone here, but I want to ask you this question: Is there one here today that has never trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior? The first thing you need to do today is to trust Christ. You want joy, true joy, true peace, true laughter, true contentment. It only comes through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. The Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But God is not willing that any should perish and all should come to repentance. Jesus came to this earth. He died for your sins. If you will repent of your sin, and turn to Christ, the work that he did on the cross. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. I wonder if there's one here today, you'd say, today I want to be saved. I want to trust Jesus Christ as my savior today. Will you please pray for me today? Would you just raise your hand so I can pray with you today? Is there one like that? I won't embarrass you, I promise you just want to pray with you. Anyone at all in the tent here today, 
you'd raise your hand and you'd say, that's me. Today, I, I need to be saved. Is there one? Christian, how many of you would say this? You're under the tent. You're outside of the tent there. Child, teenager, mom, dad, single, engaged, newly married, been married for 50 years. How many of you would say this? I need laughter. I need joy. I need this spirit in my home. This message today is there's something in it that I know the Lord can use to help me to have a better biblical, healthy home. And I want you to pray with me today on that. How how many of you would just lift your hand with me as we pray and go to the Lord? You'd say, that describes me. Would you raise your hand? Would you keep it up? Father in heaven, Lord, you see these hands. All across this tent, out from underneath this tent, Lord, hands are raised, acknowledging that you You've spoken to our heart. Family is important. You've blessed us with it. So Lord, I pray that our relationships would be relationships of peace and joy and laughter. God, I pray for every parent here today. Lord, we get caught up in this world and we think that busyness is good. But Lord, busyness is taking fathers away from their children, taking mothers away from their children, taking husbands away from their wives and wives away from their husbands. Lord, that's not good. So repair us today. Help us to make the necessary changes in our life so that we too, our homes can be called blessed. Thank you for our families, Lord. Thank you for the children, the babies, the teenagers, the young adults. Thank you for the generations, Lord, that you have brought together to make up this church, your church. We praise you for it. We want to steward our families well. And so we need your wisdom. We ask you this in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you be seated for just one moment? This is Sean Fish, and uh, this summer, one of our students uh, who has a relationship with Sean remembers that Sean had talked to him earlier in the year and said that he wasn't saved. And so one of our students came to him and said, Sean, why not do it now? And uh, so Sean's like, okay, I will. I just needed somebody to ask me. And uh, so Sean, uh, this summer at camp, got saved, and uh, he decided that he wanted to get baptized. And so we're excited to be able to baptize Sean today. Sean, have you received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord? Father, in the name of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Buried in the likeness of his death. Raised in the likeness of his resurrection. This is Jack Spore. And Jack, have you received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? All right, well then upon profession of your faith and obedience to the Great Commission, I baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Buried in the likeness of his death. Raised to walk in the newness of life. I didn't understand why I thought, well, Chris, if you're baptized, why don't you baptize both? And, and uh, every week it seems like Paul and Chris both get into baptized. It's because both of them are trying to cool off. I thought they're being real spiritual on us, you know, and no, they're just, they're just hot. So we, uh, we hope that you'll stay for lunch. Everything's ready. Everything has been fresh, freshly prepared this morning. 
and um, and we hope that you'll stay. We're just going to uh, uh, dismiss you back to these tables right behind the tent here, and uh, just head head there. There's some picnic tables, your chairs. Come back in here. There's trash cans all around for you to throw, throw your trash in once it's done. As soon as we're finished uh, eating, then the Ball Brothers are going to start their concert. And uh, so we just, I know it's a little warm, but just enjoy this day together. The kids are fine to play. Let them run on the field, tire them out. And uh, nobody's going to be a distraction here today. We're family. And we want to make a good memory here today. And so I hope that you'll stay and enjoy the concert. I want you to pray about something as well. I, I was just reminded this morning by our staff, there's a couple things, a couple positions that we need um, that we're looking to fill here at the church. One is a cleaning position. This is a, not a volunteer. It's a paid position, part-time. And so if you're interested, if you're looking for a, a position, um, a cleaning position, if you'd see Pastor Paul, where is he at? Raise your hand, raise your hand over there. He'll um, give you some details on that. And then also, this is a prayer request and also another position we're looking for. I want you to pray for Debbie Williams. Debbie has uh, been battling cancer for quite some time, and um, she's just not going to be able to continue health-wise to continue. She's our church bookkeeper, and she's been doing it for years. Um, and so uh, her and Jim, and, and we've talked, and she wants to spend time with her grandchildren. The cancer, they've told her, is not going to be healed. They've got to kind of kind of keeping it uh, from growing any larger, but with a chemo, it's not going away. And so at some point, um, I mean, it is, it's going to take her life. And so she wants to enjoy time with her family, with her grandchildren. And so we are in need of a bookkeeper and um, someone that can come in and work. It's about 30 or so hours a week. And so if that's something, either of those two you're interested in, if you'll see Paul Hammerker. Uh, or Paul Taylor, and they can give you some more instructions on that. All right? Let's pray together. We'll dismiss. Head to get your food. Come back. Enjoy it here under the tent or wherever you want to sit, and we'll start our concert as soon as we finish eating. Father in heaven, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for the challenge today. Thank you, Lord, for those that have prepared our meal, those that have prepared the the um, the media, the the audio side of it. Thank you for the Ball Brothers and their willingness to travel today. Lord, you've done a lot through your people today, and we give you the glory. We give you the honor and the praise. We thank you for each friend that's here today, those that are guests. Lord, I pray that they feel welcomed and loved. Lord, I pray that this day was a blessing and a help to them and to the family. Lord, I pray now that you would take this food, bless it to our body, give us strength from it, and we will give you the glory and the honor and the praise for all that you're going to do encourage our hearts today. Lord, fill us with laughter, with joy. It is so good to know Jesus. It is so good to know that you're coming again. It's so good to know that this world seems like it's spiraling out of control, but you are a sovereign God, and we trust you, and we thank you for that. So bless this food, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you are dismissed. Head on back. There's bottles of water, I believe, all around. Get your...